Welcome to the LifeCast. We hope that you find this ministry of New Life Assembly of God as an encouragement to you. You will hear messages and lessons in God's Word by our staff and special guests. Enjoy the podcast. Yeah, this is going to be fun. This is going to be lots of fun. I'm excited. Uh, for those that don't know, I am Youth Pastor Brock Williamson here at Sparta New Life. Um, I'm excited to share with you today a message that I think God has for us during this specific time, this specific time. So I'm looking forward to sharing that with you. Um, I'm just going to jump right into it, too. I'm not going not gonna to wait around. This has been really uh, kind of a trial, a little bit of a testing, this quarantine uh, season, period of time. Um, being uh, newlywed, and being quarantined, let's just say it's been testing for Naomi. Um, <laughs> let's say that. Uh, it, it's been fun. I'm not here to air out any, you know, dirty laundry or anything like that. But it's been a fun learning experience, you know. You're kind of confined to a very small space. And after all winter being confined to a very small space as well, because I don't, it's cold. I don't do anything in winter uh, unless it's uh, hunting. But, you know, that kind of dies down near there the end of winter, but then you, you, you're done and the weather is supposed to get nice, but you know, for some reason it seems like every year I forget that we're still in Wisconsin and in the spring, um, it's not just going to warm up instantaneously, although we've had a couple nice days now, but, uh, you're being confined to the space and once it's supposed to be nice outside, you want to get outside and do things well, you know, two dogs, me and my wife just in this small apartment, it's been it's been fun. It's been testing. It's been learning for me. Learning. She's always right. No, I'm kidding. Um, but it it's been a lot of fun. But I've been hearing the phrase a lot. I've been seeing it all over the place. I just I can't wait to get back to normal. I can't wait till all of this is over and we get back to normal. And this morning, I just want to talk about that. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about that. And and first and foremost, I want to go uh, um, old, old Testament on you, all right? In Ezekiel chapter 37. All right? I'm going to paraphrase a little bit um, and share with you what it's about. It's entitled The Valley of Dry Bones. All right. All right. This is a valley of dry bones. Often uh, people think like this is literally the epitome and meaning of the valley of death. All right. Because there's just dry bones everywhere. And Ezekiel um, is told, you know, God asked Ezekiel during this time, you know, what, what do you want to do? Like what, you know, this is where we are, giving him this, this vision. Okay, and Ezekiel says, oh, Lord, only you know, and God tells him to prophesy, tells him to prophesy to the valley of dry bones. And what we see is a revival happen. We see a revival happen over the valley of dry bones. And what I want to do this morning is prophesy. That's what I want to do this morning is I want to prophesy. And I pray and I hope that you accept this prophecy because I firmly do not believe that we should return to normal. 
And I am not talking about the whole quarantine and politics game that everybody's playing. I'm not talking about the conspiracy theories and all these different things, though I've spent my time reading, (laughs) though I've spent my time looking and Googling and watching videos and this doctor says this and this. That's not what I'm talking about this morning because as Christians, as believers, as the church, our eyes should not be set upon the things of earth but the things that are maybe in the spiritual realm for our battle is not flesh and blood. So what I want to do this morning is prophesy and share with you why I do not believe we should go back to normal. Though there will be some semblance of a normal routine because we can get back to daily living. But during this trial and this test and this time of our faith, we are not to go back to normal. We are not to return back to the way things were in our lives. That's just not how it is. The prophecy I want to share with you is I believe when we come out of this, when we can start to gather in this place, when we can start having that routine of normal in the church and in the marketplace, that there would be a revival, that there would be preachers and teachers of the word of God. Why? Because we've spent this time in quarantine, and I'll tell you what, In James, in James chapter 1, I'm going to start in verse 2. My fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. For you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up power within you to endure all things. Then as your endurance grows even stronger, it will release perfection into every part of your being until there is nothing missing and nothing lacking. So you're telling me that through this period of time of trial and testing, and I'm not just talking about if you're in the same boat as me, being, you know, learning things, the learning curve of being in a small apartment with a dog that's not quite potty trained, another dog that's super needy, and your wife and you just kind of being ridiculous, getting in trouble, that sort of thing. No, I'm talking about real trial of fear, of worry, of panic, of chaos in the world around us. That testing, you're telling me that you just want to go back to normal. I would say that Scripture tells us something different. That after the trial, after the testing, we are supposed to be stronger. That we are supposed to be deeper in our faith. That we are supposed to have perseverance. That it would release something in us. That we continue the process of sanctification and transformation and renewal, body, mind, and spirit. That when we gather in this place again, we will worship like never before. When we live our life in the marketplace, we will witness like never before. We will not give up on, on reaching the lost and helping the needy. That when we are done with this quarantine and we are able to go back to our lives, that we will see a revival in churches everywhere. Because Christians at this time, during this quarantine, should be stocking up. Stocking up. We are in the prison, and when you are faithful in the prison, you will then live in the palace. Joseph attests to this. Joseph thrown in prison, thrown in prison, but you know what? He didn't forsake God, and he didn't forsake the gifts that God gave him 
of interpreting dreams. And where does that lead him? The day where he is brought to the palace to interpret the dreams of the man in charge. This is what I'm talking about this morning. This is what I'm talking about, that we count it as joy during this quarantine. That yes, there is a desire to get back to normal routine, and I am not here to knock you or, or make funny or, or belittle you or make you feel bad for wanting to get back to a normal life. I agree, I'm with you, but I am talking about your faith. Do not rush through the test. Do not rush through the trial and miss what God is trying to show you, trying to teach you, where he's trying to bring you. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Because if we stay true to the word, seek him with all our heart, during this time of quarantine, I see revival happening in Sparta, Wisconsin. I see revival happening in New Life Church. I see revival happening all over the world to all these places. Forget the politics. Forget the, well, this doctor says this and this doctor says that. Forget all of this. Just you know, look it up on your own time, but if you're spending more time reading the doctor report and the CDC than your Bible, you are missing it. You are missing what God brought to us. You are missing what God is doing in your life. You are missing it. And when the time comes where your calling comes through and the opportunity is there for you, you will not be ready. You won't be ready. People talk about how God equips the called. He doesn't call the equipped. I say he does both. I say he does both. I've always kind of despised that saying, though I do believe God can call or qualify the people that he calls. I believe he can. I believe he can do it. But oftentimes that phrase is used as an excuse that you can just get by not having to read the word, not having to spend time in prayer, not having to sacrifice, not having to go through sanctification. And when the moment comes where God brings the opportunity for you, you are not ready, but don't worry, it'll be okay. And you know what? I believe God could do anything. And I believe in those moments he can save your butt. But you know what? I would like to be prepared. I would like to know I would like to be ready. I mean, that's one of the armors of God, right? Readiness, being prepared. Come on. Come on. I, you know, there, there's a few people in here, and they're, you know, they're telling me to preach right now. I don't know, yeah, you might be able to hear them, but I'll tell you from home, if you ain't getting fired up, come on. Come on. Say it with me. Tell the truth and shame the devil. Tell the truth and shame the devil because that's what we're doing this morning. I am prophesying that this time of quarantine, this time of, well, for the first week and a half, I know some people are, you know, were working still, but for the first like week and a half, it kind of felt like a vacation. It really did. It really did. And then especially with these nice days, and I've been like fishing almost every day, it's felt a little vacation-y. But I'll tell you what, in the moments of vacation are the times where I feel most tempted. 
I think it's why we were instructed to keep the Sabbath holy. Because on those Sabbath days, it's easy to, oh, I'm relaxed in this, so I'm going to relax in this. We're not ready. We're not prepared. We're not guarded against the attack of the enemy. Instead, we let things slide. Yet we are still to do the right things on the Sabbath. We are still called to be righteous in our vacation and when we are relaxed. Through this time, we have been told to be still and know that he is God. Be still and know that he is God. There is some sort of... There is some sort of sickness, and I do not mean this in a way to belittle actual sickness going around, okay? But there is some sort of sickness and struggle that we have as human beings that as soon as you take away our busyness, we just find more to be busy with. We, this quarantine happens, and all of a sudden, I, I saw it in my own life too, but I'm saying I saw it in other people's lives. All of a sudden, they got a whole new schedule ready for quarantine so that they don't have to take a single moment to be still. Like, I, I don't know what's going on. Like, in my own life too. Be still and know that he is God. And to know that he is God is to have faith. And to have faith through trial is to be tested and watch it grow so that when we gather back together, we can see healings. We can see restoration. We can see dancing at the altar. That we can see a move of God that we have not seen in so long. I'll tell you what, you ask a lot of people of the previous generations, let's put that in a nice way, of the previous generations, have they ever seen something like this before? And a lot of them will say, I haven't seen a single thing like this before. Well, let me tell you what, a problem that we've never seen before, I want to see a revival that we've never seen before. I want to see our God do things that we have not seen with our eyes, but maybe only read or heard about. Let's see God move. What will it take? It'll take faithful Christians being faithful and determined and persevering through the test, through the trial, through the valley, over the mountaintop that we will push forward and we will continue to grow and experience faith and share love with one another and not withhold and be stingy that we will give to the needy and give to the poor and not be afraid for it is glory to God when we do. That the light we shine is not always in our fancy posts. That the light we shine is not always in a Hey, God bless you, but I'm not going to help you. The the light we shine is an actual action. In the New Testament, it tells us about our faith and how important faith is, but faith without action is dead. During this time, we are called to be still, but there is a day coming where we are going to be called to action because we are going to be released onto the world. You don't come to church to be holy. You go to God. And right there in your house, right there in your car, right there in your garage, right there wherever you are, you can experience God. That's the awesomeness and power of our God and greatness of him. During this time, we have seen so much fear 
fear, what, what do they call it, fear-mongering. From media to just people in general, we've seen it. But I want to share with you this verse in Psalm 46. I'm going to start in verse 1. God, you're such a safe and powerful place to find refuge. You're a proven help in time of trouble, more than enough and always available whenever I need you. So we will never fear, even if every structure of support were to crumble away. Even when the world shuts down. That's not in the scripture, but Even when everything is chaos and the, the professionals are disagreeing. When there's really n- no actual answer. So we will never fear. Even if every structure of support were to crumble away. We will not fear even when the earth quakes and shakes, moving mountains and casting them into the sea for the raging roar of stormy winds and crashing waves cannot erode our faith in you. Our faith cannot be eroded. Why? Because I know the story when the waves come crashing. My Savior, my provider, my help, Oh, he's just taking a nap. He'll be up in a moment. And he will command the winds and the waves, and it will be calm. Because that is his power, and I have faith in him that cannot be eroded just because the world is going in chaos. I will not have the lack, hear me, hear me now. I will not have the lack of faith when this chaos is going on, that I will seek comfort, that I will seek answers online. I will not seek answers and comfort and feel-good feelings from all these things that these posts and these fancy YouTube videos and, and all this different stuff. No, I will turn to my God and know that I do not have to worry that I will not shrink back from death. I shall overcome the evil one by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Share your testimony. Share it. There is no better time than right now. I've talked to people for years, and it's always hard to get up here and share your testimony. It's always hard to share your testimony in front of a group of people. Well, I'll tell you what. Set up your camera because nobody will be in the room. Share your testimony and put it out there. Now's the time. Because we're being called to something, and I believe that the Valley of Dry Bones is going to be revived. That we will see a flood of God's goodness and grace and life. That when this is all said and done, that we will not enter this place and just return to normal. Scripture tells us, as a dog returns to its own vomit, a fool returns to his own folly. Let us not return to our own folly 
And I'll tell you what, though the way you were living before may not have been folly, I'll tell you what is folly, is to go through the test, as James tells us, and not count it as joy, knowing that we will grow. If you go through the test, if you go through the trial, if you go through all of this, and yet we do not grow in perseverance and in faith, then we, we missed it. We missed it. But it's not too late. See what God is doing for you. Seek after him. Repent. Experience God. Set aside time outside of the live stream. Now more than ever, the phrase that you can open your Bible on more than just Sunday is relevant. Because... Well, you don't really get to come to church anymore. <laughs> but like I said to start, this building, this is just a building. We are the church. We are the church. We are the living body. And the Holy Spirit residing in each one of us, tying us together, connecting each one of us, as we go into this world like we're a giant net and we are called to be fishers of men. I had to tie fishing in there. I just had to. I've been fishing like crazy. <laughs> Worship team, if you want to come on up. That's the message that I have this morning. That's the message that I believe God has for us this morning, that I, I hope that you accept this prophecy that when we are unleashed out of this quarantine, that we will, that we will see revival. Be faithful in the prison with the gifts he's given you. Do not let them grow weak. The longer you don't work them out, the longer we don't practice them, the longer that this goes on and we just continue to just skate by, no. Let us grow through the trial. Let us grow through the trial and through the test, through the valley, so that when we come back together, that we will see worship like never before, and we will have faith like never before, and we will see a growth in the church, and we will see a growth in the people of this church, that the altar will no longer be empty, but it will be filled, that the church will truly be the hospital for the broken not the refrigerator that keeps the saints from spoiling. Let, let God work in you. Do not neglect this time. Do not look on this quarantine with anger or bitterness or I'm sick of it. Count it all as joy that your faith will grow. Your faith will grow so that when we get back to normal, we will see abnormal. We will see, we will see God's grace and love and mercy flood the streets. That we will be ready that day to preach the word preach the gospel show up give 
of ourselves sacrificing. There is no greater love than this, than one to lay down his life for his brother, for another, for the stranger, for the lost, for the broken, for, for another person. Sacrifice your anger, sacrifice your bitterness, sacrifice your comfort, sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice for the love of one another. And the way we love one another will be a testimony to God's glory. God bless you. God bless you. Stay faithful. Thanks for joining us on the LifeCast. It is a ministry of New Life Assembly of God in Sparta, Wisconsin. If you are ever in the area, we would enjoy the opportunity of meeting you. Until then, remember, God is for you, not against you.